When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Hi, I'm coming from well, I'm coming from a new location today. I'm on Acast. The podcast is on Acast, and I'm so stoked. And yeah, this is kind of. One of the big things I wanted to tell you guys last week, but I couldn't yet. And so this is step one of, I think, three steps um, for the future of the podcast. So I'm really excited. I've gotten mostly everything set up. The website is attached to the podcast on Acast. And that also means that there's a Patreon attached as well. There's so many cool things about it. So next week for sure, everything should be completely set up. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm on the same platform as my dad wrote a porno. Can you believe this? I can't believe this. I'm so excited. Anyway, along with that, I would just like to thank all of you guys for helping out and listening and subscribing and reviewing and sharing. Yes, that's right. Share, share, share. Because if you share more, guess what? I'll be famous. Just kidding. I don't want to be famous. Uh, but I would like to have more listeners. So there's that. So many new things happening. And I really appreciate all of it. I'm really grateful right now for all of you that are listening. So it is Thursday afternoon. Around 2.30, it's not quite time for a beer, so I decided to have coffee with a little bit of hot chocolate in it, or hot chocolate with a little bit of coffee in it. I've been doing some outside work, and so I figured I needed a little boost. Yeah, and then this episode is, it might be pretty long because I have a lot of information, so please bear with me on this. I'm super excited about both of these topics. One, because I've been to one of them. So that makes me super excited. 
I keep saying super excited way too much. Wow, I'll calm it down. Anyway, I am ready to talk to you about some things. So first let's talk about, uh, what are we talking about? First let's talk about Facebook. The podcast is still in the same place on Facebook at Lattes and Legends Podcast. Instagram is Lattes and Legends. Twitter is Lattes and L-E-G-E-N-1. I remembered it. So please go to those and add me or whatever you want to do. Share anything. So first up, I'm going to talk about the Paris catacombs. First, I'm going to get a little sip of my beverage. You should take a sip of yours too. Mm-hmm. So the Paris catacombs sources for this topic are offbeatfrance.com. TheTourGuy.com, CityWonders.com, TravelChannel.com, DiscoverWalks.com, and Unfakely.com. As you guys will see with both of these topics, they are highly, highly, highly touristy. Is that a word? Um, They're big tourist spots. And Paris and Savannah, where my second one is, they make money off these tourist spots and it's great and all, but this uh, throws some skepticism towards both of the places and if they're haunted or not. So keep that in mind when you are listening. I try to be very objective when it comes to my opinion on these things, but you guys know that I believe in haunted things. So I'm a little skewed because I believe in it. I've seen it. Not everywhere, but I've seen stuff before, and so that's why my opinion is a little skewed. So I would like for you guys just to know that there's skepticism abounding on both of these places because of the tourism, and I get that for sure. All right, so the history of the Paris catacombs. So it wasn't always a place for bones and bodies. Mm -mm. They used to be open-air quarries that were in the area, And the Romans had this set up here in these catacombs before Paris was the capital of France. And so there were, you know, this was a place for huge cathedrals and the quarries and all that. And the thing about it is when you have quarries, you have a specific amount of limestone or, you know, whatever's there. And here it was limestone and as Paris got bigger and bigger, the quarries became a little weak. And because the city was building around it, there was a collapse in 1777. Mm-hmm. So Paris itself was worried about what was going to happen to underground Paris because of these quarries. And so... As this was happening, the cemeteries in Paris were filling up too. The city was getting bigger. There were 200 graveyards slash cemeteries. And they just couldn't keep up with the demand for burying dead bodies. Um, So what happened was (laughs) there were, you know, 
there were questions about collapse when it came to, oh, well, let's build these catacombs under Paris. And so it looks like around 1786, bones started being moved over time to the catacombs. In 1814, however, the quarries where the catacombs were moving into were finally closed. And that's when dun, 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 these catacombs became the home to over six million souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they opened to the public in 1809. And people were really excited. Yeah. I mean, we're running out of space, so we need some space. And so this is when... The catacombs became a place to keep bones and bodies. So we've got a few fun facts about the catacombs. And this comes from the website discoverwalks.com. And it's basically just 10 fun facts about the Paris catacombs. So are you guys ready for this? I am going to read directly from the website because I did not have time to uh, edit and whatnot. So the next 10 fun facts are being quoted. Just keep that in mind for legal and pressing reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the tunnels that would go on to make up the catacombs weren't originally supposed to be a mass grave, which is just what I said. Um, they were the catacombs for old quarry mines and these tunnels are under Paris and they estimate they go about a whopping 200 miles. Fact number two, I already talked about the cemeteries being overcrowded. Um, fact number three, the original entrance was not in Paris, no, no, it was in Montreux, which I'm probably saying that wrong because I don't speak French. And this is a small town right outside of the capital. In 1785, the city began to move its bodies out of St. Innocence, which was a previous cemetery. However, the French Revolution happened. And guess what? They didn't have anywhere to put these bodies. And that is where the catacombs came into play. Yes. So, fact number four, when Paris got a makeover in the 19th century, so did the catacombs. That's right, yes. So, Napoleon III in 1840 decided to give Paris a facelift. He completely remodeled pretty much all of the city, opened up the crowded sections, and this is the way Paris looks today. Yeah. And so... Part of this was also a way to give the catacombs a new look. And so they were changed up a little bit. I don't have too much info on that. That doesn't really tell me much. Anyway, yeah, they were changed up too. Fun fact number five, the catacombs were open to the public and Parisians actually loved this creepy landmark. Yikes. I'm going to post some pictures of the catacombs on Instagram so you guys can check that out just the the sign when you walk in is just skulls 
skulls, 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 human skulls everywhere. So in the early days, you were required to make an appointment to see the catacombs because the site was a little dangerous and unstable. In 1810, the catacombs were closed, and that's when they were redesigned. So now you can visit, and you don't need an appointment. Yeah. There's a designated area that you're supposed to stay in, but basically you go where things aren't closed. That's about it. Fun fact number six, there are people that have known, been known to break into the off-section limits of the catacombs. Guys, if it's off-limits, don't break into it. There's a reason it's off-limits. See, this This gets me every time. It's like when people discover there's a, a murder house in their neighborhood and they decide to go visit it all the time. Like, just stop. Stop. Unless they're doing a tour, just don't. Don't do it. Um, but basically there's a huge section of the catacombs that are off limits, probably because they're unsafe. And so people who call themselves cataphiles will try to go down there. Yeah. People go swimming down there. One time there was a secret movie theater discovered down there. Nope. One time the Paris police found an all out restaurant in the catacombs. Yeah. See, you guys have too much time on your hands. Just. No. Fun fact number seven was robbers once drilled a hole in the wall of the catacombs to rob a Parisian apartment. Yeah, that's, see, that's too much, guys. So this was in 2017. A group of robbers broke into a Parisian apartment wine cellar through the underground tunnels. There are about 300 vintage bottles of wine taken, which is close to 250,000 euros. Uh, I don't know how much American dollars that is. That's what Google's for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fun fact number eight. There are mushrooms growing in the catacombs. Pause. If you know anything about mushrooms, this shouldn't be a surprise. That's all I'm saying about that. All I'm saying about that. This shouldn't be a fun fact. This should be common sense, but I don't know. I guess not everyone knows about mushrooms. Anyway... Uh, fact number nine, during World War II, the French, French resistance movement utilized the catacombs. They sure did. So at the beginning of a war, the catacombs were used to help save Jewish people and other people that were stuck in the city. So this really went on to be very important for the Allies' victory over Nazi Germany. However, the Nazis soon found out about the catacombs and began to use them to their advantage. Mm -hmm. Fun fact number 10, there's some very interesting art in the catacombs. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of skulls and bones, and if you want to go down there, you're going to see a lot of cool stuff. But just uh, consider going on a tour. Because they're guided tours of the catacombs that apparently are pretty sweet. And these people have a lot of knowledge and information about the catacombs. And that's something you just really probably want to do not by yourself. At least not that's what I would want to do by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my sweet little rundown of the catacombs of Paris or the Paris catacombs. 
again, because there are guided tours and such, people are skeptical about the fact that they could be haunted or not. There's definitely been some people down there that say, yes, they're haunted and there's been paranormal activity. So I will let you judge that for yourself. Do, do, do. Right. Let's move on to Bonaventure Cemetery. Had to get some more coffee. Sorry about that. So Bonaventure Cemetery is one of the first cemeteries that I ever went to and I decided that I was obsessed with cemeteries. As you all know, I've lived in Georgia before and Savannah was one of my favorite places to go, especially on St. Patrick's Day. Yep, it's a good time. The thing about Savannah is this. If you've ever been there, you know it has that feel. And if you're into supernatural and spiritual, you know what, quote, feel I'm talking about. Savannah has it. Spanish moss trees, you know, the the houses, Civil War stuff, plantation stuff. I'm not trying to say that to offend anybody. That stuff is still there. It is history. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think that Savannah is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And if you've seen... Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is one of my favorite movies and books. You will know just that feeling of Haunted Savannah. Just the creepy factor it has to it. It's kind of like New Orleans for me. So, we're going to talk about Bonaventure Cemetery. Sources are BonaventureHistoricalSociety.org, GhostsAndGraveyards.com, NightlySpirits.com, GhostCityTours.com, which that one really didn't give me much, SixthSenseWorld.com, SavannahNow.com, OnlyInYourState.com, which is one of my favorite sites, SavannahFirstTimer.com. So the Historical Society website gave me a little bit of history on it. So basically, it was called Evergreen Cemetery First, Bonaventure was a private commercial enterprise, and it established in the 70 acres of the original Bonaventure plantation when it became obvious that the city's cemeteries were nearing capacity. Mm -hmm. Funny how this works, huh? Evergreen Cemetery was designed as a traditional Victorian cemetery. It's got curvy pathways, lots of trees, lots of grassy areas. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So even though it would, it is a cemetery, it's very common for people to meet and picnic there, which I think that's great. Some people find it really creepy and disturbing. No, nope, not me. I think it's great. It's calming. It's basically, if you have friends and family buried there, it's basically a solace for you to take in their energies. Well, I just went real hippy-dippy. Sorry about that. <laughs> So Evergreen Cemetery was purchased by the city of Savannah in 1907, and it became um, four, four out of five, the fourth of five ooh, cemeteries that the city owns. It expanded from the original acreage to nearly 103 acres. Yep. So Bonaventure does sit on the grounds of a former plantation. We talked about that, and it's located on the banks of the Wilmington River. 
This spot is majestic and magical, and I cannot say enough how beautiful it is. In the book, Midnight of Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, the cemetery is referenced. There is a photo of a bird girl statue that is on the cover. And if you've seen this book, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the, it came from an adventure. It had to be removed from the cemetery a long time ago to prevent vandalism, though. Yeah. So, yeah. There are lots of rumors about voodoo in Savannah and whatnot and how many of the voodoo priestesses will cast spells in uh, Bonaventure Cemetery. But again, that's hearsay. I can't tell you if it's true or not. It would be pretty awesome if it is. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about some people that are buried in Bonaventure Cemetery. So there have been many famous people visit to visit this cemetery. One of those is John Muir, who is an environmentalist, was an environmentalist and a writer. He always talked about the natural beauty in the cemetery. And in 1867, he was conducting his thousand mile walk. He camped six days in the cemetery and slept on the graves. In his book, in the chapter called Camping in the Tombs, he wrote, quote, Bonaventure is called a graveyard, a town of the dead. But the few graves are powerless in such a depth of life. The rippling of living waters, the song of the birds, the joyous confidence of flowers, the calm, undisturbable grandeur of the oaks marks this place of graves as one of the Lord's most favored abodes of life and light. Hmm, end quote. I like that. I like that a lot. So now <clears throat> we're going to talk about people that are buried in Bonaventure and may inhabit, their spirits may inhabit it today and come out and play. Mm -hmm. Conrad Aiken, so he was a poet and a writer. He was born in Savannah in 1889. Unfortunately, when he was 11, get ready, get ready. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Fast forward five seconds if you don't want to hear it. It's going to be bad. When he was 11, he witnessed a murder-suicide of his mother and father. And he had to move to Cape Cod and live with his relatives. So that opened the door for him to go to Harvard. One of his classmates was T.S. Eliot. Aiken wrote about 50 books. Uh, novels, short stories, and essays, but he's most known for his poetry. He earned a Pulitzer Prize, a National Book Award, and a National Medal of Literature. He was also appointed Georgia's Poet Laureate in 1973 by Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Hmm. So in 1962, he moved back to good old Savannah into the house right next door to where his parents were killed. He lived there until his death in 1973. Wow, this guy was old. Hold on. Wow, yeah. Aiken and his third wife, Mary, are buried in Bonaventure next to his parents' plot. So instead of a gravestone, his marker is a granite bench. And during his lifetime, Conrad and Mary used to 
visit his parents' grave and they would have martinis while they were sitting there by the river. That is so sweet. I want a martini right now. Uh, local legend says that Aiken wanted a bench on his grave so that poetry lovers could sit there and enjoy a few drinks in the cemetery. Oh, that is so cute. I love that. <laughs> Today, in celebration, there are a lot of locals and visitors who carry on his tradition by bringing a thermos of martinis to his grave. Let's do it. Some visitors go so far as to drink out of candle holders that were supposedly picked up from Ernest Hemingway uh, because him and Aiken were very close. That is so fun. So fun. I want to go drink martinis in a cemetery. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. Now I'm going to talk to you about Corinne Elliott Lawton. Hmm. Um, her statue in the cemetery is pretty, quote, sorrowful. So Corinne was the daughter of a Confederate brigadier who was General Alexander Lawton. The legend of this 19-year-old is that she had fallen in love with a man that her family did not approve of. And so she was forced to marry a wealthy man with a much better position in society. Don't you love that? I'm glad people have started to go past this. Although there's still some somewhere, I'm sure. Anyway... Corinne got so upset about marrying this man and she flung herself into the river and drowned. This is the story. This is the story. There's another story that's super melodramatic. So in this other version, she kills herself on her wedding day. Oh, should have warned you there. In another version, she rides her horse into the Savannah River and drowns. Except the cemetery is at the Wilmington River, not the Savannah River. Yeah, you get it. So, lots of legends about her. Lots and lots and lots. Basically, she was super upset and depressed about all of this. But, those are, like I said, those are the legends. Her grave in the cemetery is beautiful. And the statue at her grave is lifelike. A Sicilian sculptor is the one that sculpted the statue and it was created from a photo of her so it depicts her sitting at the foot of a cross with a dress falling from her shoulder and a crown of flowers dropped from her hand oh, I will post a picture of this for sure so you can see by looking at it not like you can see it right now that her family Loved her. Loved, loved, loved her. They would do anything for her. Yeah. Her death was pretty tragic, although not as dramatic as the ones I told you about earlier. So in the diary of her mother, Corinne actually died from an illness at home. Around that time, it was 1877. It was quite possibly yellow fever because there was an epidemic at that time. That was just about to end. So she was 31, according to her mother's diary. She didn't fling herself into the river. Sorry. Although that's really dramatic. Uh, however, 
the details of the marriage story were not quite the same either. So according to the diary and some stories from other family members, she did want to get married. Um, but it looks like she did not. Her mother and father were absolutely heartbroken and that's why they decided to make such a beautiful statue or get such a beautiful statue made to go on her grave. Mm, that's really sad. It's really sad. Uh, lastly, there's another famous statue in Bonaventure Cemetery that when I post it, you will 100% recognize if you know anything about cemeteries. And that's Gracie Wilson, and she is the most famous ghost in Savannah. So, little Gracie, what? Watson, not Wilson. Watson, sorry. Little Gracie Watson. She was the daughter of W.J. and Frances Watson, and they managed the Pulaski Hotel, um, which no longer exists, and it was on Johnson Square. She loved playing in the hotel. She was the entertainment, basically. People that came to stay at the hotel loved her. She was basically the unofficial greeter of the hotel. She liked to climb trees. She was just a normal little kid. She loved, loved life as much as little Gracie loved life. She died two days before Easter in 1889. Of course, her parents were heartbroken. Her dad had a sculpture make her grave marker. It was commissioned. And basically it's life size. And the picture is super accurate to what she looked like when she died. Um, Her body was laid to rest in Bonaventure. However, death has not stopped her from greeting people who come to Savannah. Nor does it stop her from playing in the square. Mm Mm-hmm. So the ghost of little Gracie has been seen in Johnson Square many times over the years. And, uh, yeah, some people are pretty thrilled to see her playing about. Others get creeped out because, I mean, what's scarier than ghost children? Nothing. Ghost giggles? Ghost children giggles? God. Yikes. Um, Her ghost can be seen playing in the square, running in bushes, climbing trees, interacting with people. Yeah, isn't that great? There have been people that say that they have reported uh, seeing a little girl sitting on one of the benches really late at night by herself. Yeah. And she just sits there. She doesn't make a sound or anything. She just sits there. And others have seen her just kind of gliding through the square in Savannah. Oh, maybe one day I'll see Gracie Watson's ghost. That would be fun, right? Maybe? I don't know. Hmm. So, hey, I wanted to thank you guys again for listening. Thanks for the two tales today of haunted, creepy cemeteries. And I will get pictures up on Instagram, Lattes and Legends on there, Lattes and Legends podcast on Facebook. Hey, and thanks for being with me on this journey. This is the first of three secrets that I can tell you. And uh, hopefully by next week, I'll have one more for you. Yay! I love secrets. Hooray! I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you guys next week. Be sure to go outside. It's gorgeous. 
and if you are suffering from the pollen in areas, go ahead and go take that allergy medicine. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 